Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Screen Geeks Radio. This is Dave. This is Barry. This is Wayne Gale. Wow, all right then. This is a very special episode. You know, it's not that, I mean, you wouldn't think it would be just by the episode, but it has been 100, 100 episodes since you heard us do this particular sound clip, but I have to do it anyway. This is episode 169, dudes! And I promise that's the only time you'll hear it this episode. I, won't, I, I will not use the button again. Um, <laughs> this week we're talking about what we're looking forward to coming out this year. Oh, it's looking like a pretty promising year this year. I think so. Already, yeah. Um... Before we get to that, is there anything in particular we want to talk about that we've watched over the past week or so? Now that we're kind of in the post-2011 top 10 list cram session. Well, I have a couple, but Ethan, you go ahead and go first. You usually see a lot more than we do. I actually haven't seen a lot this week. Okay. <laughs> no, I just corrected. You know, we're trying to do a shorter show because we're going to start going live in the next week or two, so this will this is good. So I'll, I'll let you go ahead and kick off anyway, Ethan. Okay, uh, in my director's class, we're starting our unit on Sogo Ishii, the uh, Japanese punk director, and uh, the film we watched this week was uh, a film called The Crazy Family. Uh, it was made, I think, in 1983, and uh, it's basically, yeah, this family who moves uh, to, into the suburbs of uh, Tokyo, and uh, basically the dad's a workaholic, the, uh, the son is a obsessed with taking his entrance exams and studying for them uh the daughter's obsessed with becoming a pop star and the grandpa has like all these world war ii flashbacks so it's kind of like this goofy comedy but the uh climax towards the end is pretty awesome it weirdly reminded me of texas chainsaw massacre 2 <laughs> okay so yeah i definitely recommend it uh i hadn't heard of sogo ishii before starting this unit but i've uh really been enjoying his films, including uh, Burst City, which is a pretty interesting film, and some of his shorts, including uh, Asia Strikes Back, Panic in High School, and Shuffle. So I definitely recommend checking out some of his work. Right on. Um, next, I watched uh, The Underseen uh, Fighting from 2009, starring Tanning Chatham. <laughs> it's directed by uh, Dito Mointel, who did A Guide to Recognizing Your Saints. And the thing is, this movie feels a lot like that movie as well. It has this very kind of loose feeling throughout. It's a really good New York film. And uh, I think it was advertised as a dumb action movie, but I thought it was kind of a pretty interesting movie, actually. It reminded me a lot of uh, Abel Ferreira's films, in a way. And uh, I actually think Channing Tatum, he kind of, he can work in a movie like that. Like, I used to think, we'll talk about this with Haywire, I guess. Yeah. I always thought he was a really weird actor in that I could never tell if he was, like, he's really bad or if he's just really kind of naturalistic and loose. And I think he is very naturalistic and loose. And he works in a movie like this. But, like, I mean, you can't put him in something like Hugo, for example. He would stick out like a sore thumb. But I think in this, he, he works. So I'm, I'm glad I checked that out. And uh, next, I revisited Natural Born Killers for the first time since probably... In fact, I remember the last time I watched it was before the first day of high school. Wow. How's it held up? Uh... It's interesting, this movie, because, I, I, I don't know, I had this burning desire to watch it, so I even went out and bought it on Blu-ray, and um, I'm not quite, I'm still, even when I watched it when I was 14, I still wasn't quite sure what I felt about the whole social commentary aspect of it. I think in a way, it maybe, it kind of makes its point pretty early on, and just sort of, I guess you could say, beats it to death. But the thing is, I think, like, formally, the movie is just so out there and so, like, just interesting. I can't help but just kind of love it. Like, I can't think of, like, a studio movie that is as weird as this movie is. Okay. 
And uh, I particularly, like, there's a lot of stuff that I just love to, like, the soundtrack is amazing. Like, especially listening to Outside the Movie, where I think it was probably maybe the first movie ever to, uh, where they'd take songs and they'd loop bits of dialogue from the movie with it and stuff. And how the soundtrack just creates this humongous collage. That's what the film feels like in general. This big collage of media. Mm-hmm. So I, I really do enjoy that movie quite a bit. Cool. What, what do you guys think of it, just out of curiosity? You know, I wasn't the biggest fan. I haven't seen it since the day it opened. That's the last time I saw it, and I was very taken by it. Um, I think it peaks in uh, the standoff between the cops um, before the prison riot sequence, which I thought was a little excessive, but I'm just remembering what I thought back in 94. Um, But I do think that uh, Woody Harrelson and Julia Lewis were both Oscar contenders that got screwed over. Um, I loved uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s performance, and I, I too, loved the real playful aesthetic of it, the way just the incredible, incredible editing job. Um, this is the film that Oliver Stone did after JFK, <laughs> amazingly enough. Um, no, it wasn't after JFK, excuse me, it was after Heaven and Earth. Um, so it was just such an about face for him. And uh, I think I admired the film. I need to go back and look at it, but I remember it really horrifying me at the same time. So I haven't been eager to, to go back and revisit it, but I do need to see it now. Yeah, and it's been probably at least 10 years since I've seen it. And yeah. it's a film, I, you know, it, it's horrifying, absolutely. And I think it, it just kind of bludgeoned me at that point because I hadn't see, been really exposed to a lot of cinema at that point. So I definitely need to give another shot. But I remember not being the biggest fan when I saw it. Ethan, I want to ask you this because, um, and, and I'm someone who loves Oliver Stone. I hope to teach a class on his films in, in the coming semesters. But I, I do need to ask you this about Natural Born Killers because this is one thing I've never quite uh, bought into about the film. And again, I need to look at it again. I haven't seen it since 94. But do you feel the film is genuinely a satire? Of course it is. Yeah? I, like, I don't see how anyone can't. Like, I, like, I, I don't want to sound like, condescending here but you, you need to watch it again clearly i need to watch it again but i certainly didn't i don't know i think satire <laughs> i think there's a way to satire when i saw it the first time i certainly didn't understand anything satirical about it i think a lot of it got kind of for me it got squashed by all the excess well i think that's a thing you need it's a film that needs to be seen twice because the first time is such a like a visceral experience and you need a second viewing to kind of get everything it's saying, I guess. I think that's what a lot of people have said. I, that's probably fair to say it's an overload the first time you watch it. It, it sure. is definitely an overwhelming film. And, and I could see that you'd get some perspective a second time. Ethan, have you seen the director's cut with uh, the, the Ashley Judd and the Barbarian Twins and all that? Uh, I own the Blu-ray and it says director's cut, and, but those are only included as deleted scenes. Okay. So I know okay. Dennis Leary has a scene too. Yeah, there's a lot of, apparently there's a lot of really good stuff that ended up on the cutting room floor. I'd like to see, uh, I heard the Ashley Judd scene is pretty good, but I haven't seen it yet. Oh, and Rodney Dangerfield is amazing in it. Yes, he is. That's a, that's, <laughs> that is a brilliant sequence. Okay, yeah. No question. Right on. Anything else, sir? No, that's it. All right, Barry, why don't you go next? Go next. I uh, managed to finally catch the French thriller Love Crime with Kristen Scott Thomas and Ludovic Insignier. Um, this is worthy of note. Love Crime is currently being remade by Paul Verhoeven into his new, new movie Passions. It's like his first. Wait, can I, isn't it Brian De Palma that's remaking that? I thought it was Paul Verhoeven. I thought it was De Palma. Huh. I could be wrong. I'll Hang on. I'm, I'll pull up IMDb. <laughs> Gotta love the interwebs. What, it's called Passion? Uh, passion, yeah, I believe it's Passion. Passion or Passions with an S. Let's see what I find. Uh, hmm. Not seeing anything in production under either. Let's see if I can. Let's check Brian Palma. And then. 
Oh, for the love of Pez. Anyhow, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up over. All right. Well, anyway, Love Crime is really good. It could use a remake because the direction is actually quite flat, but the performances are good, and the screenplay is really good and surprising. It's a very well-done thriller. Not up to something like Dominic Maul, but I, I liked it. Yeah. It is It is De Palma. Is De Palma? Yeah. Well, good luck, De Palma. I also managed to catch uh, Curtis Hansen's Wonder Boys. I'm, uh, had a, I'm currently uh, assessing the film for my class. We had to read the book by Michael Shaven, which is amazing, and watch the film. Uh, this is probably my, my third or fourth time seeing Wonder Boys. I love the film. It's a great movie. Um, the Black Power mixtape, 1967 to 1975. Very solid documentary. I saw um, that on Netflix. I thought about watching it's, it. It's pretty riveting stuff. Um, really uh, incredible, incredible uh, interview footage, particularly with Angela Davis while she was imprisoned. Um, yeah, really, really engrossing look at the period. It was really, it was, it was such a unique take on it because it's all this footage accumulated from a Swedish production crew that went and basically filmed all the big figures of of the day. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely a must-see if you're interested in that period. And then finally, I managed to catch the Criterion of the Island of Lost Souls, which of course is the original, I think probably the best version of the Island of Dr. Moreau. Did you get to dig through the special features at all? I did, I did. Pretty rich stuff. You've got the, probably one of the more entertaining ones. is There's an interview with uh, John Landis, Rick Baker, and Bob Burns all at the same time talking about the film, as well as Richard Stanley, the original director of the 1996 version with Brando, and he has a few things to say about that film. doesn't really go after Kilmer the way I thought he would, but of course he can't really do that um, but he's very open and frank about what happened on that movie which is always entertaining to listen to so yeah it's, it's a fantastic uh, criterion but moreover uh, Island of Lost Souls is, is a pretty pretty disturbing film very creepy uh, Charles Lawton as Dr. Moreau is just wonderful Bela Lugosi covered in hair uh, is absolutely just mesmerizing to watch in a non-Dracula role um, yeah it's, it's, it's a really great great old school horror film very cool. Right on. And that's all you had, right? That's it. Okay, I've only got a couple things. Uh, I I guess I'll start off with Sherlock. Season 2 just finished, and if you have special access to video, I'll just say that. Um, I don't know if it's showing on BBC America or not. If it does, you should see it. I know that some people have said this series is weaker than the last series, but these three films were actually pretty stinking solid. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is Sherlock Holmes as far as I'm concerned. I love Robert Downey Jr., and he's the, 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 the theatrical films are fun, but this is the real stuff, is what it feels like. Uh, and for some reason, CBS feels the need to do a modern-day Sherlock Holmes film for American audiences. I mean, a Sherlock Holmes TV series, which mm. it's probably going to bomb. Kind of like Space did. The biggest thing is they've, they've greenlit it for a third series, and I don't know how they're going to do it. Because all I will say is they do the fall of Reichenbach uh, for the third film. I don't know if you're familiar with Holmes at all. Fans who are know what I'm talking about. They make things fairly finished and then if you're a supernatural fan i will just say it's like sam at the end of season five i, I really don't want to spoil this because it really is a spectacular episode the the, the, the reichenbach falls is where holmes and moriarty go fall, falling over into the waterfall oh and, and the final solution yeah yeah so this is a take on that i'm not going to say exactly how it ends it's a very fairly spectacular way to to change the story up and the guy who plays moriarty is outstanding hmm. it, it really is a riveting show the whole way through um, and then the other thing I watched is Evil Dead 2. I picked up the uh, 25th anniversary Blu-ray for like 10 bucks at Target, and I revisited it. It's nowhere near as scary as I remember it being, but it's just as funny. Uh, the special features are awesome. They have a, a, a behind-the-scenes like retrospective that's longer than the film itself. Wow. And it, it's interesting because it seems like it's trying to do the uh, whole, you know, never sleep again, and his name was Jason, do something along those lines, but it's clearly not the same guy. Um but it's still very entertaining. The only person they didn't get for interviews was Sam Raimi for whatever reason. Mm. But it's pretty honest. It's blunt. 
it's entertaining. It's it's almost worth getting just for the behind the scenes doc. I think. Great. So yeah, good stuff. Especially ten bucks. How do you go wrong? And it's never the film's never looked this good. Mm. It, it looks awesome. Great. So let's go ahead and talk about what hit theaters this weekend because sh- I'm sure we're going to be talking about something. Opening wide, uh, Stephen Daltrey's Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close with Tom Hanks and Sandra Bullock. Steven Soderbergh's Haywire. Red Tails from Lucasfilm. Underworld Awakening with Kate Beckinsale and a limited, limited release. Excuse me. You've got Coriolanus directed and starring Ray Fiennes. And then The Flowers of War, the film starring uh, Christian Bale directed by Zhang Yimou. So we all went and saw Underworld, right? <laughs> no. No? Okay. Did you see anything besides Haywire? Ethan? Oh, I saw Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. Did? Oh, oh I'm going to let you all talk about that first. I oh. didn't pay to see it, just for the record. Yeah, oh. okay. Neither did I, though I felt like I paid to see it. I saw it with a, I saw it a few months ago, actually, with a, with a test screening audience, and they all applauded wildly when the film was over, and I was just kind of disgusted. You um, resurrected something very special for your Maui Time review. What did you resurrect for that review? Oh, I gave it, a, I gave it zero stars. I think it's a terrible film, terrible movie. Um, yeah, this film just really offended me. I mean, what, what did you think, Ethan? Uh, you see, I think the problem with this movie is it's the it's gall to basically paste nine eleven onto its story. Like, I, I think the, the problem is that it, it. I don't mind the idea that it wants to be a movie about kind of New York's post nine eleven grief and whatnot, but just in combination with kind of of the character and whatnot i think i feel like it ultimately kind of renders 9-11 as almost kind of kitsch in a way i agree yeah absolutely i mean it 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 has such a i mean this could have been it could have been anything absolutely anything and instead they use 9-11 as a i don't know just it felt like they exploited 9-11 in a really strange way and you, you, know, said, you said it was far more egregious than what remember, remember Me did, even. Yes, yes, because that was just one scene, one part of one movie that no one will remember. This is meant to be this big, important film, but it's also this annoyingly quirky movie. I mean, last week, Ethan talked about all the things about Like Crazy that drove him crazy, and, and for me, um, I was terribly annoyed by this young boy, uh, Thomas Horn, who had never acted before, and he's off of Jeopardy, and, and I know everybody's saying, like, oh, it's an amazing performance. I thought he was just irritating the entire way. Like, he just got out of his first acting class, and the whole film has him run through New York with a tambourine. I know that's meant to be a nod to the tin drum, but th- this is not the tin drum. And then you've got, you know... I thought you were going to say August Rush, but... No, no, I've not yeah. seen August Rush. Uh, and then there's Max von Sydow, uh, his character, who has yes and no written on his hands, and he does doesn't say anything and it only writes things down in his pen. It was just, it just a, I thought a really irritatingly quirky touch that the movie did. Another touch the movie didn't need. There's a scene um, where Tom Hanks and the young boy are doing a Taekwondo um, <laughs> uh, verbal match, which is again just felt like just an annoying, annoying touch. There's a 9/11 pop-up book that that is literally created at the end. <laughs> no. Of the yeah, you know, oh. and then. But then, like, you know, that's one thing. Like, if this movie was, you know, like Harriet the Spy, okay, that's fine. But then mixing it with scenes of, like, Tom Hanks falling to his death off of the towers and a digital recreation of the towers, I, you know, I just I don't even know where to begin with this movie. I just, I don't, this is one of these movies I think that frankly should not exist. Okay. Not, not enough John Goodman either. No I kidding. I think it's the worst crime is it's waste of John Goodman. Yeah, yeah, even more so than Coyote Ugly, and that's really saying something, yeah. Wow. 
No, it's just a dreadful film. Other than the music, there's nothing about this film I would ever revisit. I thought it was just really, really terrible. Just a really bad idea. Um, in my review, I compared it to Radio Flyer, except I thought Radio Flyer, even though it didn't really mix its sentiment and it's dealing with this really horrible issue in a very good way, I thought that movie was really uneven, but I thought it had a lot of good, noble things about it, whereas this movie, I just I just feel like it was a miscalculation for everybody involved. And Sandra Bullock, you know, she didn't really give a bad performance. I just thought that the character was completely implausible, especially what they ask us to believe of the last act of the film. And Tom Hanks, he's just kind of smirking and aw shucksing his way through yet another role. This is a really good actor. This is a really good actor. And like between this and, and Larry Crown, I mean, this is just a, you know, 2011 was a bad year for Tom Hanks. I feel like everything he's done since like uh, Da Vinci Code has been pretty lame. Yeah, I'm trying to think of <laughs> trying to think of anything else he's done lately that I've liked. He produced a movie I, I kind of thought was charming, um, uh, The Great Buck Howard. But beyond that, no, I, I really haven't been impressed with anything he's done in a long time. All right, too bad. Okay, shall we move on to Haywire? Yeah, you guys saw this. I didn't see this one. All right, Ethan, I'm gonna let you you take this one off first. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, I, uh, I I really think Soderbergh's been on a roll lately, and uh, this movie is great because it, the whole movie, it, it kind of feels like, I'd, I'd say, a mix, comparing other Soderbergh films, I'd say it's a mix between The Limey and Ocean's Eleven. I'd say some out-of-sights in there, too. Sorry, what? I'd say some out-of-sights in there, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, out-of-sight and The Limey kind of go hand-in-hand in, hand in a way, but uh, there's sort of just this, throughout the movie, there's this kind of this casual feeling to it. It's just nice looseness where it's like the plot isn't even important. It's kind of, it's just about style, but in a way that I think Soderbergh, I think Soderbergh's a master of this at effortless style. I never feel like he's ever trying too hard. It always feels natural to me. The man exudes cool on cinema like no one else I've ever seen. Between Out of Sight, Between the Ocean films, minus 12, obviously. And this, just the use of the soundtrack, the way the film's shot... Uh, the thing that was probably one of the most striking things was that first fight scene with, with, yeah, with, all, with Channing Tatum. All the in this movie are amazing. What I love about them is the fact that it's not you know edited within an inch of its life like uh, you know like the Bourne movies or something like that. These fights, no, there isn't a single sound effect in there. I don't think. I think it's just this is. If you walked into a fight, you're like, this is the way the fight would be. The entire crowd was just, they were aghast at that first fight. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, and and, and should we bring up Channing Tatum? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I didn't think he, he didn't completely suck. Yeah, I think he, like I said, he kind of fits the atmosphere of the film in a way. The kind of laid back, kind of naturalistic. He's the actor window dressing, really. Yeah. But yeah, no, the, the film is outstanding. I love, I forget, what's the lead's name? I forget completely. Uh, Gina Carano? Yeah, yeah Gina Carano. Uh, you know, it, it's, I think some people have been saying that her acting was kind of weak in the spots where she wasn't fighting. Well, who cares? She can kick ass really well, well. The way I look at it is, looking at her character, she seems like the kind of person who, if she's not on an op, she wouldn't be comfortable. And I thought she played that quite well. Yeah. And Fastbender was great. Yeah, it's it's so like you know, Contagion really did stick with me, and I and I enjoyed it, but I just kind of forgot I watched it for some reason. This one's gonna stick with me for a while. It's just such a cool action movie. Yeah, I 
I love this film. Yeah, absolutely. All right, shall we move on to what's coming out on home video this week? Sure. On DVD, you've got Sean Levy's Surprise of Real Steel with Hugh Jackman. Um, and please take that as a recommendation. I think Dave and I are both pleasantly surprised how good this film is, and that's been kind of kind of the consensus. It's it's not a turkey. It's not a classic. It's actually just a really good, surprisingly a really good family film. It's one of those movies where it doesn't suck actually is a good thing. That is like a recommendation. It, yeah. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in 50-50 with a wonderful performance by, by well, just about everybody in the cast, but he's especially good in that film. Definitely check out 50-50. Paranormal Activity 3. On Criterion, you've got Godzilla, the King of Monsters, and all its Criterion glory. The Whistleblower, a really disturbing thriller about human trafficking, starring Rachel, Rachel Weisz. Revenge of the Electric Car. Uh, the documentary U2, From the Sky Down. Gus Van Sant's Restless. Lucky McGee's The Woman. Criterion is releasing Francesco Rossi's The Moment of Truth. This is his 1964 bullfighting movie. Another Happy Day, an ensemble drama with Ellen Barkin and Demi Moore. Shut Up, Little Man, an audio drama. This is that really shocking and amazing documentary about the guy who filmed his neighbors fighting and then basically staged it. This will be pretty great. Sarah Palin, You Betcha. This is the anti-Palin documentary, not to be confused with the undefeated, the Sarah Palin documentary, which was supposed to help her get elected. That's not going to happen. In Blu-ray, you've got Alfred Hitchcock's Notorious, one of my favorites. Alfred Hitchcock's Rebecca, his only film to receive Best Picture in 1940. Woody Allen's Annie Hall and my favorite Woody Allen movie, Manhattan. You've got Alfred Hitchcock's Spellbound. Wings, the 1927 film by William, William Wellman, the first film to ever win Best Picture. Bill Murray and Stripes, you can't go wrong there. No. See New Evil, Hear New Evil with Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor, one of my favorite of their buddy comedies. Stir Crazy, not bad. That's the one where they go to jail together. And then finally, Richard Pryor, Jackie Gleason, in Richard Donner's <laughs> The Toy. <laughs> You're going to go out and buy it, aren't you, Barry? Well, you know, I, I am curious. I have not seen it since I was a kid, but even when I was about six or seven, I thought it was pretty lame, but I'll see it again. Well, that might be something that might pop up on Netflix. Pryor is just one of these guys that even in even in something like Superman 3, and to name another one of Ethan's favorites, even in something like that, I will watch him because I think he's one of the greatest, if not the greatest, stand-up of all time. And I, I've always liked Pryor, even in even in movies like The Wiz or Holy Moses, where you're just like, you're so much better than this, Richard Pryor. <laughs> wow, Okay. All right, well then let's move on to a little bit of news. I've only got a couple things. Do you have much, Barry? Very little. Okay, why don't you? What you got? Uh, Hannibal Lecter or Norman Bates are coming to the TV screen. Apparently, NBC is trying to put Bates Motel on the on the lot. Bates Motel is basically their idea of a, of a TV show based on the adventures of Norman Bates. What's really weird about this, and longtime Psycho fans know this, Bates Motel was actually the name of a pilot that was that came out in 1987. They've already done this. Uh, Bud Court played this guy who was in jail with Norman Bates, and Norman Bates basically gave him the Bates Motel. So Bud Court, you know, of Harold and Maude, he checks into the Bates Motel and tries to start it up. And the pilot included uh, Jason Bateman playing the ghost of this kid who killed, who, com- who committed suicide. Lori Petty was in it. And then it ended, oddly enough, with Bud Court looking directly at the camera going, well, I hope you had a good time at the Bates Motel, and we hope you check in again. It really was one of the worst pilots oh. ever, and it never got beyond that. Well, anyway, they're doing the same thing again. They're trying to do another series, a spinoff of Psycho. Meanwhile, Hannibal Lecter is getting his own television series. I guess Dino De Laurentiis and company, in addition to him no longer being around, um, the dealer rent this company decided they want to go ahead with another uh, Hannibal the Cannibal movie but they can't so they're going to go and just do a TV show instead so it's going to be like Dexter wow. presumably oh. so there you go that's right. it for me okay Ethan what you got I don't have any news this week sweet alright we'll, we'll get through this pretty quick um, I don't know if this is really news or not but Expendables 2 apparently is going to be PG-13 um, you and know why I, is that I, 
You, you know the answer Sir to this. Norris doesn't like the vulgar language. Sir Charles Norris does not like profanity. That is just too dang funny. It really is. I don't. <laughs> like, dude. Okay, you did sidekicks. That's enough for the family circuit. But it's not yeah. the kind of movie you want to take kids to really anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it is strange, but oh well. Apparently, and you know, and, and as you probably saw on Ain't It Cool News, Stallone was quick to defend Char- Chuck Norris. I've got to stop calling him Charles Norris. He <laughs> went quickly to his defense and said uh, that don't worry about the rating, folks. It's still a kick-ass, balls-to-the-wall action movie. And don't worry, when when August thirteenth comes around, you're going to be seeing the Expendables two and loving it. So, so good good job with the with the with the image damage, Mr. Stallone. Yeah. Yeah. I you know, honestly when you go back and look at the expendables, there's so much digital blood in that movie, it's almost like live for your die hard. So I could see them actually pulling off a PG thirteen without much problem. Sure, sure. Yeah. So the well, best part of that movie though was Terry Crews blowing that guy's head up with that huge gun though. So. <laughs> the, the exploding shotgun. Poor Terry Crews. He's actually a really gifted comic actor as well as a pretty good, decent dramatic actor and like the only thing we remember about him in that movie is him running around with that giant gun. <laughs> there is something to be said for that though. There is. And then the only other thing I have is uh, I'm sure you guys have heard over the past couple weeks ago we had a CES happen in Vegas and I like watching a Twit TV which is the This Week in Tech. It's a network, podcast network put together by Leo Laporte and their show, The Home Theater Geeks, it was Scott Wilkinson, who's the online editor for Home Theater Magazine, and Leo Laporte wandering around CES talking to people. Like They, they do an interview with Alan Parsons talking about multi-channel sound and music. Hmm. They go look at the OLED TVs coming out. They look at the 4K displays, the 8K displays. It's actually a really interesting watch. If, you, if you're a home theater nerd and want to see like the cool stuff that's coming up, over at twit.tv, twit like this week in tech.tv, just search for Home Theater Geeks. It's a really good watch. Uh, really interesting and fun to look at stuff that I will never ever be able to afford. <laughs> yeah, and then the next episode they do a wrap up and they're talking about like forty thousand dollar amps and all this stuff. Yeah, it's like it, the sharper image catalog. It is. It's it's really cool stuff. Um, let's go ahead and move into our topic. I guess the the films we are looking into for two thousand twelve. Looking forward to. Yes, you usually would be hearing an ad here, but we're trying to keep this under an hour, so this is like my way to save some time. Okay. So yeah, um, do you want to just do this chronologically? Yeah, yeah. We start ten ten to one, I guess. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Let me pull up my list. I love Google Docs. I'm learning to use it, and it is beautiful. You know, I when I went to see, did, did you have the first look thing before you when you go to see movies, Ethan? Uh, no, but they play like a thing beforehand, where they're like they like talk about stars' birthdays and stuff. It's like turning 43 in January is Catherine Heigl, who you can see this month in One for the Money. Oh wow. Like okay. <laughs> They had a whole little mini featurette on Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Ah. And, you know, it just looks so insane, I think it could work for this movie. Hmm. Uh, so I, it's on your list. It's, it's, I'm, it's Neville Dean Taylor. Yeah, yeah, they had a shot of... excited. Yeah, they had a shot of one of them. I forget who it was, but, like, they're doing, like, this roll, this motorcycle chase, and he's on rollerblades being towed by a car with a camera. <laughs> I'm like, you've got to be effing kidding me with that stuff. Like, how can I... I see that, I'm like... If the man's willing to put his life on the line like that, I owe at least a ticket. Because really, is it going to be worse than the first movie? Hmm. I don't think it can. I don't be. know, but I wish I wish Nicolas Cage the best. I, he'll always be. I don't care how many bad movies he does. He'll always be an actor I like and, and look forward to every one of his movies, even the stinkers. But like, I would love for this to be a big box office comeback for him because it's it, last year was really really rough for. It Nicolas looks Cage. insane. I, I know it's not like I can't wait to see this, but it's. It looks so insane. How can I not see this movie? So it has to go on the list. And that is on February 17th. Have you guys got anything around then? 
yeah, February 17th comes out. There's something... Something that looked promising. I can't remember what came out around then. Do you want me to bring up the, the just bring up the box office oh, mojo? Oh, actually, I have one. It comes out, I think, a few weeks after that. And this is my most anticipated movie of the year. Okay. This for, this for me is like the Tree of Life level anticipate. This is that'd be a Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie. Oh yeah. The reviews for that have been pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, oh, like if you like Tim and Eric, you're gonna love this movie. If you aren't, may God have mercy on your soul. Is pretty much cool. what I'm reading. Cool. Well, that sounds good. Yeah, let me see when that is. Uh, let's see here. It's like March. I think it's like on VOD next week, and it comes out in theaters in March. No one wants to go see Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace in 3D? There's something else opening that day, though, isn't there? Something. Uh, the Safe House, Journey to the Mysterious Island, and The Vow. I stand corrected. There's nothing <laughs> that weekend. Nothing at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have no desire to see The Woman in Black. Really? I, I might see it at some point, but it's not like one I'm going to rush out and oh, see. I, might, cool. I might see it. I uh, got the, you know, the Hammer. They put out a book recently, The Hammer Vault. Yeah. They had like a little feature on it, so I feel like almost obligation to maybe see it. But. Cool. Well, it looks okay. very atmospheric. It looked pretty cool. Okay. Well, the week of the 17th, you got Ghost Rider, then The Secret World of Arietti, whatever the heck that That's is. That's an animated film. Okay. Isn't that a Studio Ghibli movie? Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, I've seen that one. That that does doesn't look too bad. Yeah. And then this means war on the twenty fourth of February. Actually, has a movie. I think it's going to be awful, but I'm fascinated to see it. And that's Act of Valor. Hmm. It's the film with all the actors are actual Navy SEALs. Right, it's the real deal. It's a say. gimmick, yeah. but it looks like it's probably going to be a gigantic Navy commercial. But it still might be entertaining. Well, Colorado Springs audiences are really excited about that. I keep getting asked if I've seen that yet. Wow. Well, that weekend we also got Gone, Tyler Perry's Good Deeds, and Wanderlust. Wanderlust, that thing's been pushed back so many times. That's Paul Rudd. It's Jennifer that one. Anderson. That looks so bad. It's the, yeah, it's the nude camp movie. Apparently, it's got a ton, a ton of nudity. But uh, yeah, it's supposed to be just oh, dreadful. <laughs> NC seventeen. No, no, just an R. I mean, it, but yeah. apparently, Jennifer Aniston and Paul Rudd and everybody show full frontal nudity. That's what they're saying. All right then. All right, and then March second is when the uh, when Tim and Eric's movie comes out in limited release. Okay. Uh, we've got Doctor Seuss's The Lorax and mm-hmm. Project X. Project X. Yeah, someone like the thirteen-year-old is getting drunk and bombed. I, okay. It's like a found footage movie of like a party that gets out of hand. I think it's like an MTV series that they just made into a movie. You're not selling this at all. No. No. Okay. Yeah. Next week. All right. February 9th. Let's see. Oh, oh, we got John Carter. Mm. Three hundred million dollar flop. There, I said actually, it. Actually, I'll be honest. I actually kind of liked the first trailer for it, but just because they had uh, Peter Gabriel covering Arcade Fire. <laughs> that I wasn't. Apparently they reshot a lot of it. That movie, and there's also a movie called Forty Seven Ronin that's coming out this year with yes. uh, with Keanu Reeves. That ha- that's also been heavily reshot. They've been saying that th- those are both two hundred to three hundred million dollar tentpole movies that everybody's saying is gonna Oof. gonna tank. I believe it with with John Carter. Then we've also got Think Like a Man that week. Hmm. And oh, I saw the trailer. I don't know if you saw the trailer for this, but The Raven. Oh, with uh, John, the, Cusack. John Cusack. Well, it's trying to be like Sherlock Holmes. Clearly. Oh my gosh, it looks so awful. Hmm. It looks. He yeah. looks like, I gotta say, he looks like Edgar Allan Poe. At least the he does, but I, I feel so bad for John Cusack because he's so much better than that. He is. Oh, and then limited release, Salmon Fishing in the Yemen. There you go. That's supposed to be excellent, actually, with uh, Ewan McGregor and Emily Blunt. That's gotten really good reviews. Okay. Yeah. I know. that It sounds like Love in the Time of Cholera. The title it's isn't like... any good. I know, dude. The title stinks, but apparently it's really good. I mean, look. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, and then the 16th, we've got 21 Jump Street. Also looks god-awful. 
Uh, I want it. Really good, I want it. Yeah, I'm oh. with Ethan. I actually really want to see that's that. That's all you guys. That's all y'all. All right, all right. Uh, no, I'm, I'm good. You can go see The Phantom Menace. We'll go see 21 Jump Street. What was funny was they showed that trailer, and like the silence was deafening in that theater. Oh, The like, Phantom Menace 3D trailer? Like, <laughs> really? No. In front of Haywire? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, and then we got Mirror Mirror. Hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Polishing off my zero stars for that, for that bad boy, man. And Jeff Lewis at home will have a limited release. I, I love that film. I, I, yeah. They showed the trailer, and I'm like, I'm so bummed I didn't see this at, at Stars. It's a great film, and I know Judy Greer wants me to talk about it as much as I can because it's such a little film. It's such a great film. I really recommend everybody see that. Okay. Great movie. Yeah. Uh, then on the 23rd, you know, this actually did make my list as the Hunger Games. It mm. looks it looks promising. I don't know. We'll see. It looks campy to me, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, oh, we'll, I'm noticing the same date. Um, Abel Ferrer's 444, Last Day on Earth, comes out. I know that got really mixed reviews, but... Fable for is one of my favorite directors. So. Yeah, and same way. I want to see what he's got up, up his sleeve. Cool. Cool. Right on. And then let's see. On the 30th. Wow. Okay. Um. Yeah. Oh, this is March. Yeah. The Pirates Band of Misfits. This is the Oh, that looks like crap. Okay, yeah. Uh, Wrath of the Titans. A sequel to Clash of the Titans. Yeah, which is going to be awesome. Uh, Goon gets a limited release. That's with... Uh, yeah, it's not The Goon. That's just Goon I, with... That's, that's getting uh, released early here because it's a hockey movie of course it is <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it works sir all right let's move on to april because oh wow um oh wow there we go titanic american 3d reunion yay. yeah american reunion the cold light of day and titanic 3d i'll see american reunion i don't want to see any of those other ones oh um damsels in distress a new Whit stillman movie comes out. yes mm-hmm. thank you yeah i'm looking forward to that one that'll be a limited release uh, let's see here. Then the 13th, uh, we've got Bullet to the Head. I can't wait. That's actually on my list. That's Walter Hill. First movie in 10 years. This really? This is Stallone. It was supposed to be Thomas Jane, and then you got somebody else instead. Yeah, I, it's Walter Hill. It's his first movie in 10 years. I cannot wait to see this. Right on. Uh, I'm sure you'll, you'll be doing a double feature with the Three Stooges. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, movie 43? What is that? I have no idea. It's his working title. That's the working title. Your movie's coming out in three months and you still have a working title? Let's see. Elizabeth Bank, Banks, James Duffy, James Gunn, Brett Ratner. Oh, that's that's the, oh. it looks like it's a one of these uh, anthology movies. Because hmm. it says directors. There's like eight or ten of them there. So, okay. Wow. Whatever it is. Um, and then the one that actually is on my list is The Cabin in the Woods. Hmm. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I am too. I, I kind of wish I hadn't seen the trailer, but I'm kind of trying to forget everything I saw, even though it made me very intrigued. Uh, wow, the next week is, you know, the, through March and April, it's just it's just kind of crap after crap after crap a lot, isn't it? Um, you actually, you know, real quick before before we move on, Ethan, I want to go back to Haywire real quick. Why do you think they dumped this in January? To, I think it was delayed for a while. Like I'm pretty sure he shot it before Contagion. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's just it's such a solid and fun movie. I couldn't understand why it'd be in the dumping ground. Hmm. I th- I, I'm guessing, yeah. It was just uh, well, well. I mean, Soderbergh. I guess Contagion was out in September, and he has another movie coming out in like the summer. So. Yeah, Magic Mike. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Super film. <laughs> Didn't mean to. Do, wow. Okay. Uh, the, the, the week of the twentieth, we've got Chimpanzee, House at the End of the Street, Lockout. The Lucky One, Scary Movie 5, Seeking the, a Friend for the End of the World, and A Thousand Words. Oh, I saw the trailer for The Lucky One. Looks, looks, looks like a winner. That's the Zac Efron movie, right? 
Yeah, where he's like a marine. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that one. Hey, Barry, I've got a better idea of what we can do that weekend. Let's go to Starfest. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Too yeah. bad there's nothing that we can see that weekend that would complement the Starfest. We'll just experience. wait for to see what 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 what, what, what comes out comes out on four twenty. Hey yo. We'll, we'll see what Keith plans over at the. Uh, so what Denver else Film is playing Center. that? What, what was the chimpanzee, chimpanzee house at the end of the street? Yeah. Look out, the lucky one. Scary movie five. I didn't even know that was in production. Somehow I don't even know if that's actually real. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull that up. Then <laughs> I mean, seeking a that, friend, seeking a friend for the end of the world in a thousand words. I'm a thousand words. Up. That's the Eddie Murphy movie that was shot like three or four years ago. Okay, this that can't was the be one real. he did right after Norbit, and it's by the same director, Matthew Robbins. I mean, that thing has been collect, collecting dust for a long time. Okay, there's no listing for it at all on, on Box Office Mojo. Yeah, so I'm pulling up an IMDb. Like it's gonna happen. Uh, <laughs> Unless they're like gonna film it like in February, you know. Could be. Well, if you got the the the, the Freeburg, Seltern Freeburg idiots. Well, no, no, no. It's not those guys. It's. I mean, let's see. Three and David four. David Zucker's directing Zucker it. The... David Zucker directed it. Are they going to do it? I mean, I guess the only way they could do it, and they could certainly do it quickly, if they do like the found footage sort of thing. You know, making fun of the last exorcism. Anna Ferris is that. back. Anthony Anderson. Regina Hall. Yeah, all the gang of videos. No, those are all rumored. Yeah, who knows if this is actually Yeah, happening. it doesn't sound like it's... No, I you know, hope we, not. We haven't heard not. anything. You figure they would have started shooting something by now, but... I'm sure they have, but no one cares, so... Okay, I don't know. Sorry, moving on. Yeah, okay, the next week, uh, we've got the five-year engagement and safe. Oh, uh, Sound of My Voice comes out that weekend, too. I mean, me, I think they put it in Sundance, like, last year. It has the girl from Another Earth, and apparently it's, like, a million times better than Another Earth. Hmm, so I'm cool. I'm pretty interested in seeing that. You know, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for Jason Statham, so Safe actually looks kind of promising. The trailer... This is the one where he, uh, Julianne Moore has uh, the AIDS. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Directed wow. by Todd Haynes. This is the one where Jason Statham is protecting a little Asian girl, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's like, she, it's she like a professional. Or like the, the transporter. Oh, the transporter, yeah. So it's, it's a Jason Statham movie. It's a Jason Statham beats yeah. the crap out of people movie. Which it's like a, That's like a genre unto itself. At the, right before summer, that's, that's that could be good, a good time. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, May 1st is May 4th. That's when we're starting to get into the big guns. We have got the Avengers hitting from Joss Whedon and Marvel Studios, as well as the best exotic Marigold Hotel, where old yes. people go to die. That's John Madden. That's uh, the, the director of uh, The Debt, as well as... Um, and as well as the uh, football commentator. I was going to say, you, you ruined and the joke. And Shakespeare and Love as well. Yeah. Oof. Okay. Well, the ventures I'm looking forward to. Hmm. We'll, we'll see. I'm I'm more curious. I, you know, I'll, I'll see it because it's a big superhero movie. But uh, the next week we've got, oh, man. Oh. Dark Shadows, right? Dark Shadows. Yeah, I'm there for that. The Dictator and What to Expect When You're Expecting. Hmm. Well, I'll see one of those. <laughs> and it won't be What to Expect When You're Expecting the movie. <laughs> so you can see Johnny Depp with two blue eyes. I want to see the film. I'm curious. I watch Dark Shadows. I like Dark Shadows. Fair enough. The it Dictator might, it, holds no interest. I in mean, me. look, let me just jump to the chase. There are two Uh-oh. Tim Burton movies coming out this year, and this is not the one I'm looking forward to. I can't wait to see Frankenweenie because I love stop motion animation. I love that they're doing it. And I thought Frankenweenie was great. I love the original Frankenweenie. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see that more than Dark Shadows. But I will see Dark Shadows because I've, I grew up watching that show. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. The Dictator looks awful. The Sasha Baron Cohen. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But you know, it's um, Marty. Marty is very defensive of Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> he actually had me sit down and watch Bruno with him, and I gotta say, like, it was better than I thought it would be. Certainly from the trailer. I'm still not a fan of of 
this type of for me like Borat was enough honestly like I thought okay. that, you know I just for me the idea is kind of kind of gone this whole idea of you know kind of jumping on these guys and like surprise you're in a movie and and you know horrifying them and improvising your way through one scene after another for me that's I just he's not Peter Sellers no he's gifted no question he's great and he's going to be an amazing Freddie Mercury I just don't think Sasha Baron Cohen is Peter Sellers fair enough all right. Uh, well, well, maybe the next week will be a little bit more to your liking because we get to see uh, Battleship. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I will see that the night it opens at our local drive-in. You have my word there. I will that go see that. That could be a fun drive-in. At drive-in, the drive-in I will go. I'm not, I'm not going to no critic screening of that one. <laughs> All right. And then actually, well, okay. A, a, a bang and a thud is how, how May's going to end. We're going to have Men in Black 3. Yikes. Yeah. You know, I love the first film. I really enjoyed the first film. The second one was too. okay, and it's like I'm worried the third one's gonna suck. We'll see. Well, I think we got we got Josh Moonri- Brolin. Well, yeah, and it's like the saving grace of that this movie. Is true. This is true. And then we've also got Moonrise Kingdom coming out in limited release. Yes, thank so, you. Huzzah! Yes. Uh, moving on to June, we've got Rock of Ages, Snow White and the Huntsman, Huntsman, and Jack and Diane coming out in limited release. I, will def- I have yep. zero interest in Snow White and the Huntsman. Likewise, yeah. I will see Rock of Ages though. Apparently, Tom Cruise is hilarious in it. It's another comedic Tom Cruise performance. I saw it in Toronto on the stage, so I have no need to see it again. (laughs) How was it as a stage show? I don't know. I really did not enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it. There was a woman sitting in front of me who was super into it. Like, every song, she's like, yeah! And she'd, like, lift up her hands and sing along to it. So unless she's in the theater for it. (laughs) (laughs) I would kill any play. You you need to find her and then make sure, just drag her to the movie with you. That's what you need to do. Um, All right, then, oh, the eighth. Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted, because no one's asked for it. But Prometheus. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. That, that's that, for me. That's it. That's, that's it. That's my most anticipated geek movie easily. That's my most anticipated movie of, of the year. I've just you know for years I've been hearing that that Scott would go back to the alien world and he's finally done it. Yes. There yes. you go. Uh, then the next week, the fifteenth, June fifteenth, we've got I Hate You, Dad, and Jack the Giant Killer. Jack the Giant. Jack, yeah, got moved. Didn't just it? got. You're right. Just Did got just pushed to March. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Pushed to March of next year. Or March m- next year. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. All right then. Well then the twenty second has a movie I can't wait to see and one that I'm intrigued. The intriguing one would be Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. <laughs> okay. What's the, the other t- one? With a title like that, come on. It, it, uh, it, it takes your A friend of mine's sister worked on it. Yeah? Cool. Did she have a good I experience? Have, I don't have anything to add to <laughs> Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Do you know what she did on the film? I think she worked at the effects studio. Oh, that's fun. Cool. That's cool. And then uh, Brave from Pixar. Hmm. Brave looks really promising, I think. The, the, the initial trailer really didn't do anything for me, but yeah. when they did the full theatrical trailer, it, it hooked me for sure. It looks kind of odd to me. I don't know. I'm a little scared. Especially after Cards 2, I'm still feeling like Pixar has to win back. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right. And then the 29th, it, this is kind of the same thing as like Ghost Rider. G.I. Joe Retaliation just looks, how much worse could it be than the first one? And it looks like they've got all the right things. They've killed off almost the entire cast from the first film, and they brought The Rock in along with Bruce Willis. Dwayne Johnson is like, if you, we've got like a, 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 a lagging franchise, bring in The Rock, man. He would just like supercharge, you know, like he, he, he was one of the best things about Fast Five. Well, there's a lot of fun things about that movie, but. He was one seems, of the legitimately best things. Well, the, you know, they brought him in for Journey to the Center of the Year of Two. It's like this guy is like the go-to guy for like franchises that they don't have a chance without him. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, the th- whole thing with Cobra taking over the country kind of seems kind of cool. I- I'm wondering if it's going to be some kind of political statement. I love that you're interested in the plot of this movie, Dave. It, I, it kind of, you know, the first one didn't have any plot at all. I'm like, hey, they're actually going for a plot this time. So Yeah, I really don't remember the plot of the first one either. Okay. All right. Moving on to July. July 4th weekend. Independence Day weekend. We have got, oh, no, it's Wednesday, so not weekend, whatever. The Amazing Spider-Man. Hmm. It's on my list because the cast is so freaking solid. Okay, I'm alone. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm kind of. I'll see it. I'm a Spider-Man. Yeah, I'll see it too. I'm just. I'm, I'm kind of done with comic book movies, but yeah, okay. I'll see it. All right, fair enough. Uh, okay, the next weekend is Ice Age: The Continental Drift. Hmm. Okay, and Ted. Okay. Just Ted. Just Ted. Let me see who's in this. Sure that is. I think that's a Seth MacFarlane thing. Yes, it is. It is. Wow, with Mark Wahlberg, Mila Kunis, Giovanni Ribisi, Joel McHale. All right, then. Not a bad cast. All right, yeah. Uh, but the only one anyone, the other one everyone really cares about is, in July, is The Dark Knight Rises on the 20th. Sure. Um, yeah, looks yeah. interesting. Another two and a half hours of uh, rotating cameras, heavy-handed dialogue. And moralizing. comedy. But I'll still see it. Yeah, yeah. He's got a hard act to follow with The Dark Knight, no question. And I don't think that movie would have been anywhere near as good without Heath Ledger. So I think uh, this movie has an uphill battle, no question. And the expectations are just ridiculous. This could be like a Spider-Man 3 if it doesn't go well. Good thing it's the last one in the series. Good thing. Yeah. Uh, And then the next weekend, we've got Neighborhood Watch. It's an ensemble comedy with Jonah Hill and a few other really good comedic actors. Okay. Tyler Perry's The Marriage Counselor, because, you know, he, not, Tyler Perry has to have two movies this year. Oh, I just, I remember that, because uh, I think, you know, he was the star of that? Who? Kim Kardashian. No. You're right. He, she is in that. Yep. Oh, that means I don't need to see this at all. Okay. I wasn't going to anyway. I mean, I'm de- the one I'm going to see that weekend is definitely Step Up 4. Ah, <laughs> uh, Step Up 4. If it was in 3D, I might actually entertain the idea, honestly, because <laughs> 3 was so much fun in 3D. All right, so let's move on to August. Uh, we're, we're getting through. We're almost there, kids. Uh, Born, Born Legacy on the 3rd. we got the Born Legacy, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Dog Days, and Total Recall remake. Huh. Meh. I'm yeah. curious about Total Recall, even though it's not going to be. Let's face it. Lou Wiseman, Len Wiseman, Len Wiseman, he'll never be Paul Verhoeven. No. No, no. And Born Legacy, I'm just like, eh, whatever. It's Jeremy Renner, and yeah. it's, it's uh, let's see, I think Tony Gilroy wrote it, actually. I think he's directing it, too. And directing it, too, yeah. So, I don't know. It could yeah. be good. It has Matt Damon's blessing, and really, that's that's all all you need. There you go. There you so. go. I guess. I don't know. All right. On the 10th, we've got Rivals, Sparkle, and Warm Bodies. Oh, Warm Bodies. They were shooting that in Montreal all of the summer. What is that? It's like a zombie movie. I think it's directed by a guy who did 50-50. Hmm. And uh, they actually shot at my metro station, and I, because I, I came off the metro, and I noticed that the station was completely art directed, like there was all this stuff spray painted and like <laughs> all this, this like props and stuff, and I was like, holy crap! It's <laughs> cool. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Uh, moving on to the seventeenth, we've got the Expendables two, the aforementioned film, the Odd Life of Timothy Green. That thing's been pushed back. That was supposed to open like next month. Was it? That's okay. that Disney movie about the kid who like sprouts. He, he's a he's a plant. The parents they they plant some seeds and they grow a kid. And so he's like this magical kid plant thing. Oh, okay. You haven't seen the trailer? No. Guys? They have the posters all over the cinema. Yeah, it's like this kid. He's got like vines growing out of him. It looks like the ruins with except as a family comedy. <laughs> Yes, this thing's been pushed way the frick back. Okay, then we got Paranorman as well, another animated Paranorman, flick. yeah. That's supposed uh, to be good. I, yeah. yeah, on the 24th, we've got The Apparition, Premium Rush, and Sinister. 
Premium Rush, that's that bicycle movie with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It looks like Quicksilver, the, the Kevin Bacon <laughs> movie from 80, 86, 85. Once again, you're not selling it, sir. <laughs> Sorry. But I mean, that's exactly what it looks like. Exactly what it looks like. What was the other one? Uh, Sinister and The Apparition. Sinister. Two horror movies. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, the 31st, we got 7,500, The Possession, and The Wettest County. Wettest County. Forward to the Wettest County. Yeah, that sounded interesting. It's a good, um, good ensemble movie. This is Shia LaBeouf, and apparently it's supposed to be like his best work the ever. The Beef? The Beef is back? And Jessica Chastain, anything she's in. Okay. Okay, fair enough. All right, moving on to September. We've got uh, September 14th. Wow, they skipped the first week of September. All right. Uh, there's nothing coming out the first week of September on September 7th. <laughs> okay. uh, September 14th, we've got Argo. Uh, Finding Nemo in 3D, and yes, because you asked for it, we need another Resident Evil movie, Resident Evil Retribution. All right. Yay. Maybe it'll be in 3D if we're lucky. Do you think, do you think Mrs. Uh, Mr. Milojavovich is going to direct this Oh, one? probably. Yeah. It's, come on, what else? What else is he, yeah, exactly. he going to do? Right, right. He probably owns the rights personally, and they make enough money, they're like, okay, we'll re-up, yeah. This one probably is just like a home movie. It's like her like just like cooking breakfast, and they're going to put it in 3D in theaters. <laughs> Depends on what she's wearing. Okay. Yeah. That, that, that's going to depend on how, how, how well the box office goes. On the it's 21st, no we have got Dread and Hotel Transylvania in 3D. Dread would be the remake of Judge Dread. That's why I was just checking. Wow. And uh, okay. Hotel Transylvania, this is, it's a fun idea. I don't know if it's going to work. It's a CG comedy about Dracula's daughter. Dracula is played by Adam Sandler. Kind of a funny nice. idea. And then his daughter, played by Hannah Montana, who, oh like, totally doesn't want to be like her dad. So she's just trying to get away from dad. You know, like, I don't want to be a vampire like my dad. It's a Happy you know? Madison movie, isn't it? I don't know. Okay. I really don't know. But anyway, yeah, this is, that's what it is. That's Hotel Transylvania. So I'll see that before I see Dread. Okay. And then the 28th, we've got Looper, Savages, and Won't Back Down, which I'm guessing is a, uh, a sequel to Don't Back Down. <laughs> Looper's supposed to be great. I've been hearing okay. stuff about that all year. That's uh, uh, Bruce I Willis. I think Ryan Johnson is humongously overrated, but I'll still see it. What did he previously direct? Brick and The Brothers Bloom. I like Brick. I didn't like The Brothers Bloom. I get, he's not really. The thing is, it's interesting. He's an interesting case where it's not like anyone like within the critical community really. <laughs> Shoot, we lost you. That's okay. I really care about Ryan Johnson, but everyone like in the online blogging film website universe is like, oh yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, I hear you. I'm teaching a class on modern film noir next semester, and and you know when I ask like, what's your favorite modern film noir? I've asked, and just a few of my students, Brick always comes up. So huh. they always go straight to Brick. I like Brick, but. It's mean, okay. Yeah. I, you know. Considering, like, you know, examples like, I don't know, Body Heat and, and uh, Femme Fatale, like, they always go straight to brick, but oh well. Wow. Okay. Let's move on to October, because this is getting to stuff that the first week has... Paranormal Activity 4. No, that's later. That's oh, later. Sorry. On October 5th, we've got Frank and Weenie for Barry. Thank you. I want to see Taken 2. I'm not going to lie. Well, that's right. They are doing a Taken Yeah, I want to see Liam Neeson right. kill whatever city who's he's going to be in. Who's getting took this time? Who knows? But but Liam Neeson's going to kill a lot of people to get him back. I, well, I'm starting to think, like, what, what country can they send him to where he's just going to, like, kill everybody again? I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Maybe well, you go, Rob Roy. Maybe it's downtown L.A. Who knows? Uh, we do have the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in 3D. This is a prequel in which a young girl discovers that her father's actually Leatherface. What? Is it going to be played by, by, by Hannah Montana? No, this is, but it is a, I'm trying to think, this is actually a young actress, very attractive, and I guess she's, this is like her second movie, she just did something notable recently, anyway, yeah, that's in 3D, and that comes out. All right, all right, on the 12th, we've got Fun Size, Here Comes the Boom and Parker. 
Don't know what any of those are. No, not yet. Too okay. early. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, the 19th, we've got The Big Wedding, Gangster Squad, and Paranormal Activity 4, just for you. There you go. Yeah. And then, what? Freaking 3D movies. Okay, 26th is Halloween 3D, and then of Men and, and Mavericks. I don't know what that one is. But. I don't know if, if Halloween is actually going to happen, because I know Rob Zombie's not doing it. He's doing Lords of Salem, which also might be coming out in, in October. And Halloween 3D, I mean, does anybody want to even... No. Yeah. No. No, I don't. <laughs> All right. I don't. Finish my sentence. All right, let's move on to November, because I just... Yeah, I don't... No, no, I don't... Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, uh, we got My Mother's Curse, Red Dawn. Come on, Wolverine. Wow, I think it's been pushed the frick back. I know. Wow. I know, but it's it's freaking Red Dawn. I have to see how awesome or Isn't awful this is going to be. Isn't Thor... Isn't Chris Hemsworth the star of that? I think so. Let me check. We've got Chris Hemsworth, Josh Hutcherson... Adrian Pilecki. Yeah. Uh, wow. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. All right. It's a good cast. Yeah. Yeah. But man, that thing was shot a long time ago. Yeah. And Wreck-It Ralph, which whatever. Uh, let's see. On the ninth, we've got Ouija and Skyfall. I'm excited for Skyfall. Yeah. I actually think Sam Mendes might do something interesting with it. I like him a lot. As it, it, once again, could it really be much worse than Quantum of Solace? I hope not. I hope not, too. Yeah. I, I hope not. But it, it's all—it's—it's it's gonna have one week at the box office before the 16th hits, and we get Twilight Saga: Breaking Dawn Part Two. Well, at least the adults will have something to say. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, after that, on the 21st, we've got 47 Ronin, the aforementioned heavily edited reshot of <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves samurai epic. Apparently, the, the you know, no question. Apparently, the the martial arts stuff is pretty amazing. But I mean, it, it sounds so much like the last samurai. So we'll see. Okay. With Keanu. If it can't be as good as 13 Assassins, then I really don't mm. care. There yeah. you go. Um, we've got Gravity, Parental Guidance, and Rise of the Guardians. Gravity, of course, is the Alfonso Cuaron film. Uh, it's a, we don't know much about it, just that it's sci-fi, whatever that means, with uh, with George Clooney and Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, when we're getting this far out in the year, things gonna stuff is going to Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of this sure. stuff might get pushed back. Because really, I really don't care. Do we really need another Les Miserables movie coming out on December 7th? It's going to be a musical. This is the real deal, though. I know. They've never but, done this. Okay. This is uh, Hugh Jackman and Anne Hathaway, who are both accomplished singers and dancers, and yeah, no, I'm it's from uh, accomplished visionary director Tom Hooper. Tom Hooper, the director of The King's Speech. Oh, so you know, you know, this thing is going to be like the big Oscar, Oscar movie. I mean, I think, I think this is, you know, how Ethan feels about the artist. The same thing with Les Misérables. By this time next year, it, with whether it's great or not, it's going to be like on every ten. And it's going to be like list. the King's Speech, where hey, yeah, it's a good movie, but it's not that good. Yeah, I'm whether this movie is mediocre or not, it's going to be up for every Oscar you can think of. I'm kind of scared. Curious to see though if he he brings over the whole uh, like framing Colin Firth at the edge of the frame and uh, all the obnoxious camera movement and whatnot. I'm kind of curious if he's going to bring that back for this. Who's going to ask if they if they have a voice? That's going to be the question. And then Hugh Jackman will be like, I have a voice. And ha- then, Jeff, Hathaway. Then, uh, then who else is in it? And Hathaway. Yeah, and Hathaway will be like, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, the 14th is going to be a little bit more my, up, up my alley. We've got Great Hope Springs, which I have no clue what that is. Mm. And The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, part there one. There you go. That should be interesting. Yeah. Uh, the week of the 21st, we have got Hunter Killer, Life of Pi. Um, Life of Pi, that's Ang Lee. Two untitled movies, one from Judd Apatow and one from Catherine Bigelow. I believe the uh, working title for the Catherine Bigelow one is Kill Bin Laden. Yeah, that's, oh, that's, that's right. the okay. one I've been hearing about, yeah. And then World War Z, which I'm really... Mark Forster with uh, I'm Brad very Pitt. tentative about. Having read the book, I, I that movie can't be PG-13. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Not and do that movie right. That. There's no way. No, and I, I don't think Brad Pitt would allow that, too. What? I think he's got a good instinct. He would know that it, it would need to be a you know. But it's going to be PG-13. R. 
That's already yeah. established? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, they're shooting for a PG-13. Well, good luck. Yeah, good luck with that yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Uh, my movie of the year that I'm really interested to see comes out on the 26th, the day after my birthday, Django Unchained. Hmm. Yeah. It's Tar- the new Tarantino flick. I, yeah. I, I've got it. Uh, then The Great Gatsby and Playing the Field. Playing so. the Field. That is, uh, yeah, it's opening Christmas Day, and apparently apparently the, the studio loves the footage they got. This is a film. It's kind of a fun idea. We'll see. I mean, it's with... Gerard Butler, he plays a soccer coach. He's basically just a soccer coach, so he can get with all of the moms of all the kids. And, it, and the moms include, <laughs> I think it's Jessica Biel and a few other, a few other like attractive quasi actresses. But uh, yeah, apparently, I mean, it's, it's apparently like they the, the the suits looked at it and said, "This is hilarious. We have to like really give this thing a big release." And it's okay. Gerard Butler. Well, I'm, I'm actually interested in uh, Great Gatsby 3D. Yeah. <laughs> 3D, awesome. Yeah, it's kind of an odd idea, but apparently Boz Lerman believes in it the way Scorsese does. You know, he okay. says that this is really a way to immerse you in the, into this world. And I mean, Greg Gatsby is one of the great one of the great stories. And I think the version that came out with uh, with with uh, Robert Redford and and Mia Farrow, which Francis Ford Coppola wrote, was really lacking. And we know that Lerman can really, I mean, he can energize any scene. <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, I'm one of the people who I thought I thought Moulin Rouge was a little overrated. I thought. Uh, Australia was underrated, um, but I've always loved uh, Romeo and Juliet, and I really think okay. I th- this, it feels like the right fit, the right material for this for this filmmaker. Cool. Okay, and you know this isn't counting any of the movies that are going to get picked up by it's Sundance over this week or whatever, yeah. and all the other festivals coming up. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to have a lot more stuff coming up, but just gut reaction to close this out. Are you guys looking at what we've just gone through? Are you as optimistic as you were at the beginning of last year? Or are you more optimistic or less? Or I'm more optimistic. Um, yeah. Let me just just a few titles. Let me just throw out a few titles because there's, there's a few you didn't mention. And it's probably because there there there's just nothing official yet. Um, in addition to the one that thank you, Ethan, it's Brian De Palma's Passions that might may or may not be coming out this year. Another one that may or may not be coming out. The two films that Terrence Malick is working on, mm-hmm. one of which called yes. The Burial with with Ben Affleck and Rachel McAdams. Um, the other being uh, Voyage of Dawn, Voyage of Time, excuse me, the documentary which is supposed to be an expansion of the Tree of Life footage. Um, there's also Kogan's Trade, the new film by Andrew Dom. Dominic, the director of the assassination of Jesse James. This is with Brad Pitt. Um, Twixt, which could be awful, could be amazing. This is the Francis Ford Coppola film with Dale Kilmer that's, that got quite the beating when it had a festival circuit release. Red Hook Summer. This is the new film from Spike Lee. This is where he returns to playing Mookie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. this opens in summer. Yeah, Red Hook Summer. Looking forward to that. Um, what are, I know you guys aren't going to be crazy about this one, but Lincoln, the new film by Steven Spielberg is starring. Got, is it coming out this it year? opens Christmas. Okay. This is with Daniel Day-Lewis as Abraham Lincoln. And then finally, Cosmopolis. I can't wait to see what David Cronenberg does with this. This is a dramatic thriller about this billionaire stock trader who basically has one day in his life that it basically everything just falls apart. The book is by Tom DeLillo. It's a great book. And Robert Pattinson is in the lead. <laughs> and I am so curious to see what David Cronenberg is going to do with Robert Pattinson. Having read the book, I really do think this is a great role for him. Um, so I'm really, in addition to all the other films like Prometheus and, and Frankenweenie, and I'm really looking forward to Cosmopolis. And I suspect it might even get a con release. Okay. So we'll see. I, I have a ton. I'm also one of those... Uh, Abbas Karastomi's The End. Uh, Alan Renee, one of the best filmmakers in the world, who proved with Wild Grass that he's still producing a lot of interesting stuff. His new film, uh, you haven't seen anything yet. Uh, Olivier Assayas, another one of the best filmmakers in the world, with his new film, Something in the Air. Uh, the new film from Derek Cianfrance, The Place Beyond the Pines, mm. with Ryan Gosling. 
uh, Michael Haneke's new film, Love. Yep. Wong Kar Wai's The Grandmasters, which is kind of supposed to have been coming out for, I think, the last two years. But <laughs> I guess this will be the year. Uh, Chen Wook Park Stoker, yep. which is his uh, English language debut. Cool. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's The Master. That's right. Um, Coen Brothers' Inside Llewellyn Davis. Um, Rob Zombie, a filmmaker I've come around on quite a bit. His new film, <laughs> Lords of Salem. Uh, and Adam McGoin's Devil's Knot, which is a fictionalized account of the West Memphis Three. Wow. So I'm excited for all of those. That'll be great. I uh, I think just in terms of what audience's reaction is going to be like, and I'm sorry, Dave, we'll definitely get back to your question. It's a great question. Sure. Uh, the Master, I can't wait to see what that's going to be like because this is a movie that you know has been, whether it's overt or not, I mean, it's supposed to be the anti-Scientology film. I'm very curious to see what the response from the Hollywood community is like when this thing comes out. True, true. So, Ethan, are you feeling better about this year than you were about last year? Uh, I don't know. It's a weird question. I, I never know quite what to answer. Like, I always feel about the same way. Fair enough. Okay. I'm looking forward to this year. You know, somehow, it's funny. There were so many good movies that came out last year. I think the summer was just such a dump. That's why I kind of had not so, such a great taste in my mouth from last year. So yeah. I'm hoping for, for better things this year. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about what's hitting theaters this weekend. And we'll close this bad boy out. This week, the new film from Joe Carnahan, uh, The Grey, starring Liam Neeson. Apparently, it's gotten some really good reviews. Yeah, it played yeah. it at Buttonamathon out at Danny Cool, and everyone there like fell in love with it. So hopefully, hopefully it's good. I like the A-team, for the record. But, yeah, well, uh, this is apparently take, fighting a mountain. So Apparently, yeah. this is a little more ambitious and a little more ground in reality than the A-team. Liam Neeson fighting a mountain. That's all you need. Well, you know, it's Liam Neeson. I mean, he could, he could take that mountain. Mm-hmm. Man on the Ledge, this is a ensemble drama with Sam Worthington and Ed Harris. It looks like in uh, my Winnipeg, the fake TV show Ledge Man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. This, it, just, it doesn't look like anything exceptional, but it does look like a January movie. Speaking of January movie, <laughs> Catherine Heigl in One for the Money. That's the only time her movies come out anymore, isn't it? January. Apparently so. Yeah. And you know what? They've been doing actually quite well. Okay. So somebody's seeing these movies. Whoever you are, stop. In limited release, you've got Glenn Close in Albert Knobs. The constant, what I've been hearing constantly about this movie is that she's amazing, but the movie itself is mediocre. Have you heard that too, Ethan? I I don't know. It just looks really, really boring. (laughs) (laughs) That's all that matters. Yeah, I've not seen this one yet. And then uh, Robin Hardy's The Wicker Tree. All right. Which I uh, love that trailer. Thought it looked really, really cool trailer. And you've seen this one, right, Ethan? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So I I clearly need to lower my expectations for it, but I thought the trailer was pretty sweet. Cool. All right. And then what's hitting a home video next week? We've got some good stuff. Did you? Yeah. Good. Some good stuff and some, and some not so good stuff. First, of course, is Drive. That would be Ryan Gosling. I can't wait to see it because I missed it. So uh, if if I could offer any advice to listeners, do not expect Fast Five. Expect something probably closer. to... But I want to sue the filmmakers because it's not Fast Five. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't expect Drive. Just expect a really moody character piece, great performances, some startling moments of violence, and some. Uh, yeah, it, it it's such a cool, cool. Speaking of cool movies, this is a very cool movie. So check it out. Uh, Transformers: Dark of the Moon, a three disc edition. Yep. Is that for each hour or? And 3D, DVD, and Blu-ray. Yikes. And then you can get the seven-disc set that comes with all three movies, including the, the 3D Blu-ray of the third one. Hmm. Well, that's the one I've been saving up for. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. You're yeah. going to have to. It's going to be expensive. 
Uh, Josh's favorite, the lovely Mary Elizabeth Winstead stars in the remake, the unnecessary remake slash prequel slash it was okay, the thing. <laughs> okay. I'll give that movie a break. It was it was it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not the, it's it isn't a pimple on the original's buttocks, but it's still a pretty fun movie. <laughs> Thank you for putting it that way. Yes. Um I haven't seen this one in time. Did you guys see this one? No. Andrew Nichol, the the you know I'm interested. I'll see it. But Andrew Nichol is, a, I mean, this is the guy who wrote the, the wrote the Truman Show, and he uh, wrote and directed Gattaca and and uh, and, and that's why because of Gattaca. You not don't because, like Gattaca? No, 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 no. That's why I want to see it. Oh, okay. Not because of you know Amanda Seyfried's doe eyes for the entire movie. I like her doe eyes. But yeah, okay. Yeah, this is also Justin Timberlake. Um, what my pick for one of the worst films of last year, The Big Year, with Steve Martin, Jack Black, and and Owen Wilson. <laughs> Seriously, listeners, I know how you feel about Steve Martin. I feel the same way. Don't see this movie. To Kill a Mockingbird, the fiftieth fiftieth anniversary edition. Gregory Come on, Peck Blu-ray and DVD. Check yeah, it out if wait. you haven't seen it. One of the greats. Star Trek: The Next Generation, the next level. These are episodes in Blu-ray. Yeah, this, these are the, the demo ones. The, I don't know why they picked those episodes. Those were some pretty bad episodes to pick. They didn't pick any good ones. It's Encounter at Farpoint, the two-parter, the god-awful pilot. Because mm. it's they not good. The one where the uh, Ferengi try to give uh, Picard a headache. No. How about the one with Ashley Judd? If only. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what the episodes are, but it wasn't a very stellar pick. Mm, okay, but that's, it's, it's, that's too bad. have you seen? Have you guys seen the the video or like they have the side by side of the DVD and the remastered Blu-ray? Like the video quality, it's pretty impressive. It is disgusting. I still don't think I'm going to spring for it because I already own it's seven seasons, and that show's not going to be cheap. I'll no. keep my DVDs for a good long while. Thanks. <laughs> Let's see, Richard Gere and Topher Grace in the double, a thriller that went straight to DVD. It, that had a, that had a that had a Cinemark first look at it too. Oh, or did no, it really? Yeah, it did. That's yeah. funny. Oh, I was like, gosh. wait, I was I was playing on my tablet. I'm like, wait, who's in that? Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> One of last year's biggest flops. It got very very mixed reviews over here. Dreamhouse, starring Daniel Craig and Rachel Weisz. Uh, okay. the, the Mill and the Cross. This is supposed to be wonderful. It's supposed to be a recreation of some classic Renaissance paintings, and it stars Rucker Hauer. Hmm. I've actually heard very good things about this. Uh, let's see, also Christian Toto. This is on his top 10 of best of 2011 list. This is The Other F Word. That's a documentary on punk rock. Yeah, like like Flea being a dad. And, yeah, it's yeah. supposed to be really, really good. I heard good stuff about that, yeah. Uh, let's see, Texas Killing Fields. Another one straight straight to straight to DVD. This is with Sam Worthington and Jessica Chastain. Okay. Um, Outrage. This is uh, B. Takashi's first film since Brother. And apparently, as you can expect, it is an ultra-violent Yakuza film because that's what what Beat does best. Yes. Outrage. No, I just said that one. (laughs) Yes, you did. (laughs) Sorry. Into the Universe with Stephen Hawking. It's supposed to be like like a science show. Yeah, but, well, hey, it's Stephen W. Hawking. So. Yes, Monsignor. This is a this is one that's never been released before in DVD. This is Christopher Reeve and Genevieve Bujold. This is the uh, Vatican Sleazo thriller about a about a horny Catholic priest, essentially, um, starring Christopher Reeve. I've seen it. It's not great, but what the heck? It's on DVD. And then possibly the greatest of the releases this week. Talking Heads Chronology. This is a documentary with all their musical performances, including the 1960, uh, excuse me, the 1976 premiere at CBGB's, all the way till 1983, and of course they broke up in '91. Um, but this is this is like this is this is like almost like a sequel to um, to Stop Making Sense in a way. I mean, it's like all their all their live footage, and apparently it's just electrifying. I can't wait to see this. Cool. Finally on Blu-ray. A bunch of uh, Miramax films. You've got Shakespeare in Love, uh, Julie Taymor's Frida. Um, another one, um, let's see, two movies from Anthony Magella. That's uh, The English Patient and Cold Mountain. Queen, Days of Our Lives, the documentary about one of the greatest rock bands of all time. Adaptation, A Soldier's Story. 
uh, Lawrence Kasdan's Grand Canyon. I've always liked this movie. Uh, Malcolm X, one of, if not the best film Spike Lee ever made, available in a Blu-ray uh, book version. Nothing in Common. This is uh, Gary Marshall's comedy drama with Tom Hanks and Jackie Gleason. Really good movie. Das Boots, Wolfgang Peterson's submarine classic and director's cut. And finally, The Scout, Albert Brooks and Brendan Fraser in the baseball comedy. Okay. So there you go. All right, then. Well, we, we, we went a little over an hour, but that's okay. We made it close. It's all good. Next week... We're, 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 we're working on working with a, a station called Radio Mojo. Uh, it's through a buddy of mine who works with me in the media department up at Starfest. But you might, if you don't have the TuneIn Radio app on your iPhone or, or uh, Android device, you could, might want to do that. Uh, we'll be streaming online. I'll, I'll put stuff on the Facebook page and wherever as well. But it's kind of like a sci-fi gaming radio station as well as just full music of everything you could want to. Um, so it, because it's sci-fi, we're, we're going to kind of... Try to try to what the what 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 everyone's appetite properly over there, and we're going to start off by doing all the Star Trek movies. All the Star didn't eleven Star Trek movies. I'm looking forward to this, but but I got to ask. This was probably going to be a long episode. It's probably not going to do this at one point. We talked about it. We're like, we need to actually do this as a full episode. I thought we already did an episode where we did all the Star Trek movies leading up to the to the Abrams film. I thought I, we did it like a couple of years ago. But did we? I'll have to go back and I check. I think we did, we did, but what the heck? I don't mind revisiting them. But well, now I have to find out. Crap. <laughs> Sorry. I, I think I might. I, I don't know, maybe I'm giving myself too much credit here, but I think uh, before the Abrams one came out, I was watching all of them, and uh, I'd talk about them in what we watched. That might have been it. Um, I don't know. Hang on here. I'm, I'm, I'm checking real quick. Yeah, and be. we naturally would just sort of talk about them, you know, for me bringing it up. Okay. And there well, I remember is. the night court period. I do remember that vividly. Yeah, no, we, we, it looks like we haven't actually. Nope. Okay, so yeah, we'll do it. I've watched them all fairly recently, although uh, it means I still have to watch Insurrection and Nemesis. But Well, uh, Star Trek Two is playing at um, Mile High Sci-Fi next week. Is it? Yep, yep. That could be fun. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go that check it out. could be a lot of fun, yeah. All right, cool. So we'll have fun next week. I'm not sure we're going to be going live quite yet or not. We're going to do our best uh, if we can. Cool. Uh, but until then, you know, it helps if I have the bloody sounder ready to go and all that stuff but it's okay because we still need to talk about if you want to email us you can email us at podcast ethan barry or dave all at screengeeks.com and until next week this is dave this is bear this is frank take it easy